Hi-ho, Tudor-minded people. It's Philadelphia Carrie for Tudor Time Machine. Today's word of the week is grouch. When my cook under-seasons the sweetmeats, I grouch and send them back untasted. Grouch? How now, Tudor Files? What think you? If you're new here, I'm Gage. I'm Jessica, and this is Tudor Word of the Week with Tudor Time Machine. Grouch is a Tudor word for to complain. How do you spell it, Philadelphia? It is spelt G-R-U-T-C-H. Grouch. Apparently, the word has its origins in the French word grouchier, to grumble. Not that anyone would ever think French people grumble. And maybe grouch is related to grinch. And grouch. And grudge. So many descriptive words for being bad-tempered. <laughs> yeah. And our example of a 16th century use of grouch comes from the play Anything for a Quiet Life by Thomas Middleton and John Webster. A great title. It sounds like it could be a modern sitcom. It does, but this play was written in about 1621, so a little early for a sitcom. Well, Thomas Middleton is probably best known, and when I say best known, I don't want to over-exaggerate that, <laughs> for his revenge tragedy, which is actually one of my favorite very depressing murderous plays, The Changeling. And John Webster is also best known for a revenge tragedy, The Duchess of Malfi. But this collaboration between them is a comedy. And the prologue goes... However, the intents and appetites of men are different as their faces. How and when to employ their actions, yet all without strife, meet in this point anything for a quiet life. The play is essentially about married people trying to get the better of each other. It is a modern sitcom. <laughs> yeah, it is. So one character, Navesby, who, no surprise from his name, is a knave, is trying to sell his wife to another man, a lord. And Navesby says... No, tis another way. My lord's reward calls me to better cheer. Many good meals, a hundred marks a year. My wife's transformed a lady. Tush, she'll come to her shape again. My lord rides the circuit. If I ride along with him, what need I grutch? I can as easy, sir, and speed as much. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it seems as if there are quite a few sexual references and puns in this speech. Oh, yes, I think so. The whole riding image is pretty clear. And our Navesby intends to ride along with him. Sounds like a threesome to me. And the wife, quote, coming to her shape again, sounds to me like an allusion to the fact that if she gets pregnant by the Lord, if her shape changes, she'll eventually come back to her original shape afterward. Speed as much? Sounds like another sexual reference, maybe to Navesby's own sexual satisfaction. Why not? I mean, the 16th century English audience loved sex puns and illusions. Back to the modern sitcom, we still do. In the play, Navesby's wife outwits him, however. She uses her smarts to avoid having sex with the Lord, and Navesby is publicly humiliated. A happy ending! <laughs> We love a good public humiliation. Our girl, Mrs. Navesby, gets a quiet life. A little bit less to grutch about. Oh, look how you worked that in. Well, we hope all you Tudor files will try working in grutch when you can. Let us know how it goes. And join us next week when Philadelphia Carrie surprises us with a new Tudor word. I'm very surprising. Join us. Join us.